It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. John Schmelk with you. A special schedule release edition with the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Today's show is brought to you by United. Proud to fly the New York Giants. Bob, it's schedule release day. It's always a fun day, especially for people like me and you, who hopefully knock on wood will be traveling this year so we get to see when we're going where. But for Giant fans, it all starts with week one. And I always like it when that week one matchup is kind of a non-division opponent. And the Giants will be hosting the Denver Broncos at 425, the national game on Fox on September 12th. Yeah, I'm glad the first game is a home game, John, because we still don't know what the travel situation may or may not be for us so at least we know the first game of the year we're definitely going to be in the building because it'll be at MetLife Stadium. Darren Rodgers going to be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos? <laughs> I mean who knows um, obviously there's some real significance to this game right I mean um, 20 years ago the Giants played in Denver the night before 9-11 uh, so there's a little bit of symmetry as far as that's concerned. Uh, look, I think it's going to be an interesting game because it's it's an uncommon opponent. You don't play them very often. You know, it's every four years. So there's questions at the quarterback position, but it's nice to start the season off at home. And, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm a little over the divisional playoff game starts, um, you know, especially with the limited offseason, limited training camp. Last year, you didn't even have any preseason games. Uh, you know, if, if we run into a situation like that, God forbid, you, the games are worth double. So you'd rather it not be. But these games count because remember, the NFC East plays the AFC West. These are common games. So these games are very important as far as the tiebreaker. The Cowboys, Washington and Philadelphia all play these AFC West teams as well. And Bob, there are no easy games in the AFC West either. The Broncos defense is going to be one of the best in the league, more likely than not. But the league schedule makers wasted no time. Week two, first primetime game of the year. And the Giants do play a team in the division, the Washington football team, on Thursday night football on 820. Again, that's only a week or five days, I should say, after the uh, 9-11 anniversary. Both those cities obviously were, were hit very hard by that. But really a Washington team that for the second straight week, Bob, you're going to be playing a really good defensive team that this Giants offense is going to have to navigate around. Yeah, a little Fitzmagic. Yeah. I mean, the Giants have yeah. certainly had their fill of Ryan Fitzpatrick over the years. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for Washington. It's a short week. It's interesting, too, because they won the division last year, yet the Giants swept them. So you know that that's something that's in Ron Rivera's mind and a lot of those players on the Washington football team's mind is, you know, we won the division, but these guys beat us twice. And let's face it, the Giants have handled Washington pretty easily over the balance of the last five or six years. And, and that's with the Giants not having good teams. I mean, the Giants have really beaten up on Washington during a stretch when the Giants have had teams that are well below 500 and, in some of these years where they've had thin win totals, two of the wins have come against Washington. So if you don't think the players on Washington recognize that, you're kidding yourself. So the Giants, uh, they're going to have their hands full with that game. And last year, if you remember, literally it went down to the last play of the game with Ron Rivera trying to go for a two-point conversion in that game against Washington. So should be a tight game. Next two games, Bob. Two games against the NFC South. That's the other division outside of the NFC East and the AFC West that the Giants will be playing. And two different teams, right? The Falcons, you have questions about their defense, but 
Could they have a few more offensive players that can score? I don't think they could. And then the Saints, they have a transition at quarterback. Their defense is really good, but a couple of tough games, one at home against Atlanta, and then the Saints on the road. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, the Saints have been a house of horrors for the Giants going down to New Orleans for all these years. I mean, predating Drew Brees being there. Um, it's just never been a place that the Giants have played well. There is no Drew Brees. I think Joe Judge brings a, a certain mentality and toughness. Um, you know, that, that's going to be an interesting game. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, the Falcons, they got a lot of weapons. They've got a new head coach. Can they stop anybody? That remains to be seen. So that, that's an interesting stretch. And then that takes us to the first division game of the year, John. I mean, on the well, road second. against the Cowboys. The second. You had, you had Washington a week, too. Second division game. Yeah, I mean, the first, uh, right, first road division game against the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm intrigued about because I thought Dallas was the best team in the division going into last year. Uh, if Dak Prescott's back and healthy, I know they had some issues on the offensive line and, and defensively they're trying to piece things together. But to me, they're the most talented team in the division, you know, when you're looking at competition for the Giants. So that to me is going to be intriguing uh, with the Cowboys game. And then you got back to back home games with the Rams and Carolina, which I think are pretty fascinating. Yeah, they are. Caroline, I think we're still trying to figure out what they are exactly. How much does Sam Darnold improve in a better environment? We don't know. And then, you know, the Rams, they gave the Giants trouble last year. Really good defense, brand new quarterback in Matt Stafford. So I think those are two games, Bob, at home, October 17th, October 24th, coming off two really tough road games at Saints at Dallas, where we don't know what those games are going to be yet. We'll have a much better feel for how tough those matchups are going to be by the end of September. Yeah, those are, listen, the Rams are a now team, right? When you trade for Matthew Stafford and you've given up all these draft picks that they've given up, uh, they're a now team, okay? they got a lot of veteran players. Carolina is a little bit different. This is a kind of kick the tires on Sam Darnold year for them to determine whether they need to make a move. But Matt Rule, hey, Matt Rule had that team playing very competitive football last year. And remember, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey for a lot of the year, and they still – yeah, we're competitive and they scored points. So that's going to be a tough test for the, both those games will be tough tests for the Giants. Yeah. And then you talk about tough tests. Here we go. November 1st, Monday night football at Kansas City, Bob Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be fun. Uh, three, all, by the way, all three scheduled games for the Giants in primetime are on the road this year. And it's not going to be much more fun than going to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, Arrowhead is one of the most intimidating places to play as it is, and you're playing there on a Monday night, and the Chiefs are the defending AFC champions, and, you know, two year, you know, a year and a half removed from winning the Super Bowl. And Mahomes, you know, this, this always gets back to my point. Yes, on paper, this is a tough game. But what I always like to highlight to the fans is we're talking about this stuff in May. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. Because there are injuries that happen in the National Football League that completely shape how team seasons are going to go. And we're not rooting for any injuries by any stretch of the imagination. But what looks tough on paper right now might turn out to be a walk in the park when you actually get to it that time of year. But like Andy Reid, Mahomes, dangerous. Then you're going to come home and you're going to play another AFC West team with the Raiders at MetLife Stadium. And I like what I saw to the Raiders last year as far as their building blocks were concerned. Um, so, you know, that's a little tough stretch going into the bye. 
Hey, Giant fans, limited Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seat starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. Let's get vaccinated. Go to COVID19.nj.gov slash vaccine to register. Hey, Giant fans, don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant games or world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giant suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. Yeah, and then it doesn't get easier coming out of the bye, Bob. They have the bye in week 10, uh, the weekend of November 14th. Then they come back on second straight year, I think, their game off the bye was a Monday night football game um, on the road at Tampa Bay against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucs opening their season on Thursday night football against Dallas. So that's two NFC East games in prime time for them. And just a, a well-rounded team. But we saw the Giants hang with that Bucks team last year and play them very competitively. They certainly did. Um, in fact, if it wasn't for a couple of Daniel Jones turnovers in the fumbles in the third quarter, um, the Giants might win that game. Yeah. I mean, they literally, they literally played Brady and the Bucs toe-to-toe. Now, the Bucs got better as the season went on. The Giants played the Bucs without Antonio Brown in the lineup. But the Bucs were playing the Giants without Saquon Barkley. And they were playing the Giants without Kenny Galladay. And so – the teams have changed from last year. I don't want to draw too many parallels, but I think from an overall team confidence standpoint, uh, I think the team is going to feel confident at least going down there on what should be uh, obviously a fun night. All right, then you get the – this is kind of the stretch run, right? Your final seven games. You get Philadelphia for the first time on the 28th, then back-to-back road games, and we'll kind of take this as a three-game stretch here. So Philly at home on the 28th at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. They go to Miami on December 5th, to L.A. on December 12th. By the way, thank you, schedule makers, for potentially sending us to L.A. and Miami in December. Not complaining about that. Not a bad thing, Bob. So that's kind of a stretch of games you get before you get those final four with three against the division at the end of November, beginning of December. Yeah, listen, the Miami game is the bonus game, right? That's the 17th game. Uh, All the NFC East teams are playing all the AFC East teams this year. All the NFC East teams are the road teams. And based on where you finished the year before, that's how you got slotted. So that's how the Giants have a trip to Miami. Uh, Look, to first look at the Eagles, There's a little revenge factor from what happened last year at the end of the regular season. Look, Miami's a very intriguing team because I think what Brian Flores is trying to do in Miami is similar to what Joe Judge is trying to do in New York with the Giants and create a culture. Um, And we saw Miami two years ago play really well and still wind up getting in position in draft two of who they have and they turned the Ford over to last year. Uh, And then the Chargers, Justin Herbert. uh, Really, I mean, there's a lot to like about him. It'll be interesting to see how the Giants tra- handle the trip out west, you know, late in the season when there's some fatigue. Uh, and then it sets up really for the, you know, the last four games, John. And, and the league does a really good job of scheduling division opponents. And I think the NFC East gets decided over these last four weeks. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's go through it. December 19, home versus the Cowboys. Believe it or not, not a primetime game. Bob, this might be the first time I've seen a schedule where Dallas and New York don't have at least one primetime game, which is very odd. Um, December 26th at Philly, January 2nd at Chicago, and then you have that Week 18 matchup 
um, January 9th, which is again, odd for a regular season game on January 9th. We'll get used to it though. Hosting the Washington football team. So again, three out of the last four in the division, uh, one of those only on the road at Philly, the other one on the road at Chicago. You're going to have some cold weather games in there. Um, all four could be really cold weather games because it's, it's in New York twice in Philly, in Chicago. So those are going to be some grinded out old school NFC East, you know, throw the bears in there too, you know, matchups that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Again, that's where the whole division is going to be decided, Tom. Um, you know, all those games intertwine tiebreakers and everything else. The thing that I'm most intrigued about is the game against the bears because that game not only do the Giants want to improve their record as the season wears on and, and, and stockpile wins to get in the playoffs, but listen, the Bears' first-round draft pick belongs to the Giants. Any loss that the Giants can hang on the Bears increases the Giants' draft position and their currency. So that game has double meaning. It has meaning for the Giants as far as their own win total, and it has meaning for the Giants with the Bears' loss total to improve a Giants' draft pick. So that game... That's the most intriguing one of the last four for me because the other ones are self-explanatory. Yeah, and the other thing about the Bears that's interesting, you know, you would probably rather get them earlier in the season if Justin Fields starts right away because then you're getting him as he's still figuring things out. If he has played a lot, now he might kind of be in the flow of things. But the other side of that is if they go Andy Dalton earlier in the year and then they're out of it, this could be one of Fields's, you know, first few starts. So depending on how their season goes and how they handle the quarterback situation, this could be a very different type of game too. Two different ways to analyze it, John. And again, um, we're talking about the schedule in May, yeah. right? There's so <laughs> many things that can, are going to happen between now and then. So we're looking at it on paper. So it could go a couple different ways. And, uh, you know, that, that's the fun of it. Now, all we know, the, the most important thing is we know Sunday, December the 12th, the Giants are at home against the Denver Broncos. And that's the one thing you can zero in on. Yeah, and it gets pretty balanced. Like, out of the first eight games, Bob, four home, four on the road. Uh, there are only those three primetime games, two on Monday night, Tampa and Kansas City, the one on the road on Thursday night against Washington. But that leaves the NFL a, a, an opening here, Bob, where if the Giants are playing well and they're in the postseason – you have that last stretch of game against some pretty good teams. You might see a couple of these games flex to Sunday night football. I mean, you go to week January on week 17, January 2nd. If you don't think the NFL would love to have Giants Bears on Sunday night with those two markets, if they're in the mix, the, the, the Giants Cowboys game, another example. If the Giants are in it, you could have some of those games late in the year flex to Sunday night, I bet. Yeah, even the Charger game. Sure. Um, you know, because it's L.A., Miami. I mean, there's a bunch of games that can get flexed. But, you know, the, in order for that to happen, the Giants have to do their part. They have to start winning football games. Last year was great with Joe Judge. And last year, I think fans had uh, a ray of hope that this thing's turned in the right direction. This year, they got to start winning games, right? I mean, it's because other than 2016, it's been a long stretch here. So, Get off to a fast start, balance schedule early, and then let's take it from there, Johnny. Yeah, no question, Bob. We'll have you on again before the season starts, but real quick before we say goodbye, just give me your take of the draft free agency, what the Giants have done to try to start winning those games like you talked about and make a real playoff run. Well, what I talked about earlier, I mean, they had the Bears' first-round draft pick, and they traded back, and they got a playmaker. Um, I think we all kind of recognize the fact that who the Giants were looking for in this draft, and – to Dave Gettleman and the front office's credit, 
when they saw their pot of players off the board, rather than sort of stagger and then just pick somebody that you like, but you're not necessarily in love with at that position, they had deals in place to move back, to add inventory. They did the same thing in the second round. They still got a pass rusher that a lot of people thought was going to go in the first round. Outside people. Forget about, you know, every team. With all due respect, every team says the same thing. We had a first-round grade on this guy. I, when he was there in the third round, we had an early second round. We can't – everybody's going to say that. Nobody's going to say, yeah, he fell right about where we thought he was going to be with the 59th pick. No, you're always going to say the, the right thing. Um, <clears throat> but when you listen to outside people, outside the organization who are independent, and you hear things like, wow, the Giants got a player in the second round that, you know, we had projected to go higher and think that this guy is really an NFL caliber talent player, everything else, you feel encouraged. So, uh, yeah, and they got some help in the secondary. I think everything is pointed in the right direction from free agency to the draft and more importantly because of Joe Judge and his staff. They just – I feel like there's a real continuity there. I feel like there's a real cohesion between him and what's going on with the front office and how this team is being put together. And, you know, now it's just a matter of seeing results. And that's the bottom line in this game. Yeah, and staying healthy, which is really a big part of it too. Bob, awesome, my friend. Good stuff. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully we'll get some OTAs and some mini camp action here. I'll see you at the facility, and we'll talk soon. All right, bud? Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. And see, to those fans out there that were asking about the podcast, here we are. There we are. Bob Papa, we thank you for joining us on today's Giants Settle Podcast. It's brought to you by United, proud to fly the New York football Giants as you break down the Giants' 2021 schedule.